0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 10th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd We are here, the penultimate game for the Orlando Magic season. I'll recap the Magic's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks and Talk about what's left to do this season. Not a whole lot, but there is uh, some things that, some questions that I still have, uh, and and some I guess overarching themes that we need to get to as we get to the last game of the season. Of course, the Magic playing the Washington Wizards in their season finale on Wednesday. Just some notes to clean up here. Be sure to check out lockedonmagic.com. We'll have plenty of. Podcast related to content coming up there. I still have to post Monday's podcast on the show, so if you miss that, you can find it there, as well as conversation starters and some other things. I'll be posting my playoff preview on that website, as opposed to my other website, OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Uh, so be sure to check out LockedOnMagic.com. You can also check out LockedOnSports.com to catch up on all the latest on the Locked On Podcast Network. Definitely check that website out to find some other great local podcasts, just like the one you're listening to here on LockedOnSports.com. And of course, you can subscribe to those podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Some housekeeping to do here first, though. There will continue to be episodes through the through the rest of the week. Tomorrow, I'll do a preview of the game against the Wizards, as well as lay out uh, some of the scenarios, which I'll lay out here as well, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what's at stake in Wednesday's game, is there will be something on the line for sure. Uh, And so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm sure I'll have something else planned as well. Thursday will be a complete recap of that game and sort of uh, the beginning of a season wrap-up. We'll put a little bit of a bow on the season. Friday, I'll have an episode from Orlando Magic exit interview, so we'll hear from the team for the very last time this season. Uh, and then beginning next week, I will begin doing player evaluations. That'll be in conjunction with the player evaluations we're doing on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. So the episodes might get a little bit shorter. Hopefully they'll they'll shrink a little bit as there'll be less news to talk about. We'll still talk about news we'll still, that, that comes across. Um, there, there might be some. Um, I'm sure some of you anticipate that there will be some. Um, we'll still talk about the playoffs as things come up, as, as discussion points come up that, that I want to draw out. Uh, But for the next few weeks, we'll really be focused on player evaluations. Uh, There might be some days in the coming weeks where I take a few days off. I may go to three days a week or possibly even four days a week, um, depending on my schedule uh, in the coming weeks as well after the season ends. But we are nearing the end of the season, so the Locked On Magic schedule is going to shift around a little bit. I'm hoping to still remain going daily for at least two weeks after the season ends. Um, Obviously, we'll still have the lottery stuff. Um, Heading into the draft lottery, I am planning on doing a Google Hangout Live. So plan on hanging out with me for the NBA draft lottery like I did last year. I'll hopefully have some guests on as well uh, so that we can have a robust draft discussion um, as well. Hoping to also do some general episodes. There there should still be some longer form episodes as well um, that I'm hoping to do after the season ends, just continue our season recap. So we'll be doing plenty of season recap. Plenty of digesting of the season as we move from the end of this season to the beginning of next season. Um, player evaluations will go on through the beginning of May. I, I have it scheduled out. I think um, if I hit every single player, uh, including Frank Vogel and Jeff Waltman, uh, player evaluations would, if I started them on the Monday after the season ends, which is my plan, they'll end around May 7th. So still a lot to do. There's still a lot to get to before we really kind of ease off the throttle, but I'm just letting you know that Locked On Magic may shift away from fully every day. You can still pretty much rely on it. Check on Locked On Magic's Twitter account, at Locked On Magic, for the latest. Um, and if you don't see an episode that day, that happens. That um, There may be a few days where I just decide that I, that I need to get some sleep. Um, so with that out of the way, some housekeeping to end the season, let's get to the final road game of the year. The Orlando Magic headed up to Milwaukee to take on the Milwaukee Bucks in the final road game of the season, and for three and a half quarters, looked okay. Offense wasn't fantastic, but they were competitive. And not only were they competitive, their defense was pretty good, only giving up 14 points in the second quarter to erase a 10-point deficit and come back into the game trailing by only three. They took as much as a seven-point lead in uh, in the third quarter and were really clamping down on Milwaukee, until the final, through the first six minutes of the third quarter, Milwaukee only had nine points. And Orlando's defense looked good, they looked engaged, Um, they they took a punch, they kept fighting back, Ken Burch did some nice things, the bench really did some nice things in that second quarter especially, and it looked like Orlando was going to fight with a team that that didn't have Giannis Antetokounmpo granted, but was going to fight and maybe steal a road victory in their final game at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. <clears throat> Excuse me. Unfortunately, that fight left them pretty quickly. Second unit comes in at the beginning of the third or at the middle of the third quarter and Milwaukee burns off a 20 to 6 run to take the lead heading out of the third quarter. The momentum continues. They build as much as a 20-point lead and blow out the Orlando Magic 102 to 86. The f- fact of the matter is Orlando never really had the offense to stay with it and when their defense kind of gave in, which it did, Milwaukee just ran past them. It was not a great effort overall for Orlando. In fact, it was a kind of effort that you expect at this juncture of the season. The Magic just simply didn't have, let's call it the will, because I can't think of a better word. They didn't have the will to keep fighting in this game. Their defense was fantastic for two and a half quarters. Really, the first quarter wasn't fantastic, but for quarter and a half, for the second quarter and the first half of the third quarter. It was fantastic. It built them the lead. They were playing exactly how this team needs to play on defense. Scrambling around, contesting shots, just being a pest. Didn't have to be perfect. Rotations didn't have to be perfect. There were guys covering for each other. And there were guys just playing good basketball. Energetic basketball. And that energy just seemed to just sap out of the team. Some At some point in the middle of the third quarter. That's just not going to get the job done. Especially with how undermanned the Magic are. Especially with the talent deficit that we know the Magic face. They've got to play hard at every moment. And the unfortunate thing with this Magic team is that it always seems like when the chips get down, when they get punched a little bit, when they get tossed around a little bit, they tend to wilt. And that's what happened here. The Magic lost their fight a little bit. And so... The third quarter, things got a lot more fast-paced or not in a way that the Magic could control, at least. And Milwaukee just picked them apart. I wouldn't say Milwaukee did anything special. They shot only 42.9% from the floor. This wasn't like Toronto, where Toronto was hitting threes. They only made 9 of 26. There weren't even that many great scores. Eric Bledsoe had a triple-double with 20 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Jabari Parker had 16. Chris Middleton had 18. It was just effort sometimes. Shabazz Muhammad working the glass for 8 rebounds. Scoring 22 points. Got 10 of them in like 6 minutes in the first quarter. Getting the foul line for 7 free throws. Orlando just could not get the offense to sustain sustain themselves. 41.5% shooting. 5 for 24 from beyond the arc. And they couldn't keep pace with Milwaukee in the end. The Bucks just pulled away and the Magic weren't able to get them back in the pen. That's been the season, though. So it's a familiar narrative for this Magic team, unfortunately. And there isn't just a, there isn't a whole lot to say about it. These are the kind of games that, that you just expect the Magic to have at this point, where they're just outclassed by a better team by a team that wants it just a little bit more. I mean, Milwaukee needed this game. Yes, Giannis didn't play, and maybe he didn't play because they're playing, quote-unquote, just the Magic. Magic have earned that reputation, to be frank, as, as, as much as it sucks. But, Milwaukee still needed this game, and they played like it. Throughout the whole thing, even when they were struggling. And that's the difference between a team that's confident in their process and confident in their game plan. Yeah, maybe Milwaukee was a little bit lazy at times. But that's a team that, that trusts its process against a team that does not. And again, that's been the story all year for Orlando. When teams make their runs, when teams make things difficult, Orlando does not have a, a identity, a culture, whatever you want to call it, to fall back on. And that's why the Magic have the results that they have. That's why the final score is what it is, to 102-86. Why we can sit here and say Orlando did some nice things, but did not do them for far long enough. So the Magic struggled, and the Magic lost. As is the norm this year. Let's run through some final stats for you. Nikola Vucevic, a very nice game. 17 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, 8 for 17. Shooting 3 block shots as well. I have to say, uh, it's been a while since Nikola Vucevic has had a good game. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, 8 for 17. But this was Vucevic's best game in a while. I thought he was active defensively. I thought he was willing to take contact, willing to step up and be vertical on things that he has to do well. Doesn't do them well enough often. Uh, And so, Vucevic... Vucevic, I thought, really stepped up to the plate, really played a good game, uh, and and deserves some accolade for it, deserves some acclaim for the way that he played. Vucevic um, had a nice effort tonight. Um, I, I don't think there's there's really any other way to put it. He played the way that the Magic need him to play. He hit some jumpers, he got some putbacks, he got, got on the glass a little bit. Um, you know, is that enough to, to make you believe in him full-time? You know, that. I don't think so. I mean, I'm I'm definitely a Vucevic defender, but I think we all know what the conclusions are with him. But a very nice game for Nikola Vucevic. Good to see him from there. Another good game as well from Bismack Biombo. 14.6 for 7 shooting, 6 rebounds for him. Was very active on the glass at 10 points at halftime. Um, Excuse me, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today. Um, Very active uh, throughout the game. Thought he did some nice things. Moved well off the ball. Caught the ball, a few, caught the ball and, and was able to make some some good baskets. Teammates are looking for him. He's left open. So he's gotta make those catches. He's gotta make those baskets. And tonight he did. So I, I thought a very solid game from Bismack Bianco overall. Ken Birch, another near another near double-double. Ten points, nine rebounds. Again, we know what we're getting from Ken Birch every night. It's really nice to know this. Every night from Ken Birch, Again, an energetic defender, guy who's gonna work the post roll hard to the basket, just just does those little things that you need him to do. Is he perfect? No. Um, And he's been put in some really odd lineups. He's still playing mostly power forward. It's very intriguing to see him playing next to Nikola Vucevic, a a much better passer from the high post. Uh, But Birch continues to impress and continues to look very, very good. So very happy for Ken Birch there. On the guys who struggled, though. Aaron Gordon, 5 for 14, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc scores, just 12 points, 6 turnovers for Aaron Gordon. There were moments he did nice things, but largely, uh, honestly, for the last week or so, it really feels like Aaron Gordon's just kind of gone through the motions. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but it just feels like Gordon's trying to protect himself a little bit, trying to force things a little bit too much, trying to just just do things on his own a lot, um, which has been a problem throughout the year. Uh, but you know at this point I don't know I, I don't want to draw conclusions based on this I personally would like to see Aaron do more I would like him to take a little more personal responsibility for this team right now um I'm calling on him to be a leader and to raise everyone's effort up a, a notch um there are moments where he does that and when he does it the team makes their runs to get back into games and plays much better so I think, in this stretch, he's proven he has that capability. What's disappointing is that it, it it does look like he's just skating by. It does look like that he's just trying to get to the end of the season. And and I hate saying that because it sounds really accusatory and it sounds, um, you know, I, I'm not, I shouldn't be one to question effort, but you know, it, it definitely looks like his defensive focus is down. Um, offensive awareness is, is definitely down. Um, and and he's got to learn to to take the right shots and, and make the right plays, and and that's that's going to be a continuing process for him. Mario Zonia, 5 for 12 shooting, 0 for 6 from beyond the arc, just 12 points for him as well. You know, these are typical games for Mario Zonia. I, I've gotten into a lot of arguments with people about Mario online. I know he has a lot of fans. I continue to say this. He has had a very good season. If I degrade to grade him right now, and, and we'll do that in player evaluations, I'd probably give him a V-plus or an A-minus. He's come a long way. He's still got a long way to go. And making shots... Is step one for him. He's got to make shots to stay on the floor. Other guys of note: both Rodney Purvis and Jamel Artis both went 0 for 5. I thought Jamel Artis played better. Thought he was good, really good defensively. Um, thought he took good shots, just didn't hit him. Uh But again, you want to see those young guys uh, play. They played less than 20 minutes, but you want to see those young guys produce a little bit more with the time that they're given. And and their inconsistency is is has been uh, has been. A little not disconcerting because they're their end-of-the-bench guys, but and the inconsistency hasn't helped their case to stay on the roster uh, for next season. Again, the Magic shoot 41.5% from the floor, 5 for 24 from beyond the arc, just 13 of 20 from the foul line, score only 86 points and fall to the Milwaukee Bucks, 102 to 86. And so we have reached the end of the season. There are just 48 minutes remaining in the 2018 Orlando Magic season. There's no more time, you know, it, it, it's and it's hard to say anything more than good riddance. It's hard to say anything more than, thank God we finally reached it, let's get these 48 minutes over with. It has been that kind of a season. It has been that kind of a year. So difficult, so frustrating. One that started off with so much promise and has yet led to so much disappointment. We'll have plenty of time to get into the future of this team and what moves the Magic need to make. We'll have plenty of time to get into the draft and the direction that this team is heading in the future. We've previewed a lot of this discussion throughout the course of the season. Today, though, is about finding meaning in these final 48 minutes. What meaning is left As I noted on yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic, following the Magic's loss to the Hornets, it felt like Friday night the Magic had finally conceded their season. They kind of got rid of all pretense that what they were doing mattered. And, And I wouldn't say gave in to tanking, but seemed ready to admit that the season was over. That there was very little to gain. Frank Vogel benched, or or sat Nikola Vucevic with with a supposed injury. Aaron Gordon also out with an injury. And he gave the young guys an opportunity to play. And as Vogel put it that Friday night, they failed to take advantage of that opportunity. They did not play hard enough or well enough that game. If there's a sign of the culture that needs to be built, it is in how the Magic and their young players approach that game. They, they may have lost that game anyway. But you've got to play with an effort. With, you have to play to a standard. That's what I've been saying for so long. But there's honestly more to it than that. There's honestly more to it than playing than merely just playing to a standard, than, than, than all of that wrapped into it. These are habits that are built layer by layer, repetition by repetition. And they're habits that we're not seeing get built right now. Let's let's be real. Obviously, the time has run out for that. The Magic will play the Washington Wizards, and for the Wizards, that game will have tremendous meaning. They've already clinched a playoff spot, but they're fighting... For, for seeding right now. 8, 7, or 6. And so they will come ready to play. They will come knowing that they need a win. The Magic, they've been saying for a while they want to play for pride. But there isn't much to be proud of with the way they've played for much of the last few weeks. Outside of The back-to-back wins over New York and over Dallas. There hasn't been a lot to be proud of. Not with the consistency of effort. Not with their execution. Not with sometimes their approach to the game. This has been a team that for a while now has just been seemingly looking forward to the end of the season. And as as the season's conclusion is drawn closer... They've been more willing to just skate by. I mentioned Aaron Gordon as a great example of this. Gordon has a tendency to force shots. That is that is something that he does. But things have gotten worse for him over the last few games. Gordon shot five for 14, and the Magics lost to the to the Bucks. He is now 32 of his last 91 field goals, 35.2% shooting. It's not that he's not maybe trying hard. I think he is trying hard on offense. He's not doing the right things. He's trying to force things. He's trying to do it himself. Trying to get his, in a way. And those are bad habits. Bad habits that he will have to break. Then again, maybe that's what the Magic want him to do. Maybe they're asking him, don't go too crazy on drives or scale back that part of your game for right now. We don't want you getting hurt. Who knows? And I doubt that they would say that to him, but everyone's trying to protect themselves a little bit right now. So winning is, you know, as much as Frank Vogel professes that winning is a goal, winning is not the goal. Especially because at this point, yeah, wins don't help. At this point, you're not building momentum toward the offseason. You're not building momentum especially because the roster's going to change so much. You're not building the direction that you're ultimately going to go. It, it I, I will admit, a win feels like empty calories. Sure tastes good going down. The Magic could be trying to play their young guys, I guess. But as I mentioned, Rodney Purvis, Jamel Artis, Ken Birch are all playing fewer than 20 minutes. The Magic can't seem to decide what their purpose is right now. And of course there's that dark word that we don't like to talk about. The T word. Entering Tuesday's games, the Magic are tied with the Dallas Mavericks, the Atlanta Haw- and the Atlanta Hawks for the third worst record in the league. Dallas and Atlanta will both finish their season off on Tuesday. Dallas plays Phoenix, Atlanta plays Philadelphia. Orlando will know heading into Wednesday's game what a win will do for their lottery odds and what a loss will do for their lottery odds. Not that they can control that because they're playing a Washington team that needs to win too. Really, these last sets of games have been a struggle to find purpose, a struggle to find a reason to get up and play these 48 minutes. And when you struggle to find your purpose, when you struggle to find it, that's when you have ugly results and you have the inconsistency of effort even that the Magic have had. Last year at least, the Magic did have a purpose to play some of these late games. They were testing out some new lineups. Aaron Gordon was kind of unleashed for the first time. They had a reason to keep playing and playing hard. This year, This year, everyone knows this season's at a dead end. This franchise is at a dead end. And now comes the part where they turn around and try and correct their way. Everyone knows this. There's no going down this path any further. We know what this path is. It's a 23-win team. And so now Orlando... Now Orlando... has 48 minutes left in this... Meaningless season. A meaningless game and a meaningless season. I don't know what to expect Wednesday night. Monday night, we got about a quarter and a half of really good basketball before the team kind of just gave in. Lost, lost what they were fighting for again. It feels very much like everyone is ready for the summer to begin. That everyone just wants this year to end. I know I do. But there's still one more game to play. And we'll find out what that means after it's over. Well, thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore omd You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. Be sure to check out our website, lockedonmagic.com, for all the podcast goodies. I haven't posted the Facebook Live yet. I will do that um, overnight, so it should be up there. And then, of course, this episode will be up on the website as well. I'll also post a conversation starter. Um, I'll, I might write a, a quick recap of the lottery scenarios for you as well, so be sure to check out LockedOnMagic.com. That's LockedOnMagic.com for, uh, for the latest from the podcast there. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com and follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily. Oh uh, tomorrow on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, I plan on having uh, some, some quotes from Jonathan Isaac uh, from an interview he gave to Vice Sports about defense and why defense just comes so naturally to him. Fortunately, we probably won't see Jonathan Isaac on Wednesday night, although I'd like to. If he can go, why not let him go? I, I don't know, but probably won't see Jonathan Isaac on Wednesday night, so we'll see what uh, happens there. That's going to do it for today's episode, though. Of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast name listening device. Be sure to check out LockedOnSports.com. For the latest on the NBA, NFL, MLB, from all the local team, local sources, just like this podcast, there's a local podcast for your favorite team. You can catch them all on LockedOnSports.com. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rosenreich. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast.